We'd like to welcome you back to the fourth and final part of our emergency freedom alerts for November 30th, 2020. I'm going to try to get through as much material. I don't think I'm going to cover it all today, but I'll try to get through as much as I can. Uh, next report, expect a massive propaganda blitz in the coming days as globalists push COVID-19 despotism and the Great Reset. Americans must stand up to the globalist draconian agenda with the great with hashtag the Great Reset trending on Twitter Monday morning after a United Nations video conference featuring an interview with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau that that just went viral where he admitted the coronavirus pandemic had provided an excellent opportunity for a reset we should all be asking what that great reset might look like with every indication it is draconian tyranny with trudeau's interview coming to light at a time when the canadian government published a bid for programmable hydraulic guillotines needed in support of canada's response to covid 19 which is a little weird as Mike Adams have reported in this news story over at Natural News, this information is also being exposed soon after the Canadian government official asked why COVID camps were being built in Canada and was silenced for doing so. Now, I've covered all this stuff in the past, other than the guillotine stuff. Um, as Natural News reported in October 14th story, Canadian government erecting a network of COVID detainment detainment camps and isolation sites to incarcerate those who do not cooperate with medical tyranny, and they are doing this, just like they are in America, I just think they're a little bit further along in Canada. Justin Trudeau and the Canadian government are creating Nazi-like Germany uh, camps with an infrastructure to detain human beings in mass and for years to come. A brave Ontario politician named Randy Hillier spoke out about the government's nefarious detainment plan in a provincial question period in front of the government of Ontario. I played you that, that audio, okay? His microphone, though, was cut off at the end as soon as he started asking the tougher questions. They just had enough and they just cut him off. And while this natural news story had also reported that there are industrial uses for such cutting devices, such as paper cutters, used in the book publishing industry, the term guillotine specifically refers to a device intended to execute human beings. That's why it's such a weird choice of words. As the Cambridge Online Dictionary explains, guillotine is a device that's used to kill people by cutting off their heads. Why would the Canadian government put out a bid for guillotines if they are simply looking for paper cutters? With this 2019 story over at leftist outlet, The Conversation, reporting that execution by guillotine is more humane and less cruel than other methods of execution currently being used, the fact that leftists are now regularly breaking out these guillotines at their protests tells us, as and they make these little mock guillotines at the protests, uh, tells us much of what we need to know that we are not being told by the mainstream media. As we've reported um, on ANP back in October 13th, the World Economic Forum even published a June 2020 story entitled, Now is the Time for the Great Reset within which they reported of the COVID-19 and the current scamdemic. The world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies. Sounds like the, the announcement that Trump, the Pope just made that I said in the last part. From education to social contracts and working conditions, every country from the United States to China must participate and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. And with that WEF announcement, just more proof that the Great Reset is something that the globalists are heavily pushing for from now and into 2021. 
and beyond, and the Great Reset being nothing more than worldwide communism. As former Australian Senator Cory Bernardi outlined, quote, the Great Reset is merely a rebranding of the move towards the centralization of power and a new world order. He noted how the coronavirus pandemic pandemic had facilitated the opportunity to impose a very similar crackdown that the technocrats had previously sought to justify under the banner of climate change but see now they're just doing it under the banner of COVID-19 because the climate change narrative fell apart to us to a to a certain extent it did namely shutting down the economies lowering fuel consumption and airline travel as well as curtailing civil liberties and freedom of movement in other words, they've they've accomplished far more under the COVID-19 scamdemic than they've ever accomplished under the whole climate change scam thing that's been there since like the 80s or the 70s. Far more in one year than they ever hoped to accomplish off climate change lie. I think that's the point they're trying to make. Um, as we previously highlighted in promoting the Great Reset, World Economic Forum globalist Klaus Schwab asserted that the world will never return to normal, despite him admitting that coronavirus doesn't even pose a new existential threat. It's all a joke. It's all a lie. It's all scamdemic. But they'll use it all nonetheless, you know. As Dr. Scott Atlas, a leading member of Trump's coronavirus task force, task force recently warned, quote, the only way this stops is if people rise up end of quote and he was reprimanded for that he's right and i think mass prayer mass christians getting on their knees fasting going further covid insanity oh this just broke today i had to i had to throw this in there just so you guys understand how insane it's actually getting Bronco and I'm not I'm not no big pro football guy or anything but I just thought this was totally insane Broncos starter Broncos the pro football team and all their quarterbacks won't be playing in Sunday's game due to the COVID even though they all tested negative <laughs> oh in life grand the Denver Broncos might have an enormous quarterback problem for Sunday's game against New Orleans Saints Drew Locke Brett ripen and blake bortles were pulled off the field before practice on saturday the trio was sent home for contact tracing concerns with i guess another football player jeff driscoll who tested positive for the coronavirus on, on thursday even though the test kits are half of them are contaminated and they give false positives and they're totally inaccurate and they're totally a joke but let's shut down the world for one false positive not to say that that's shutting down the world, but for their their world it is. Locke, Rippin, and Bortles all tested negative, though. <laughs> they all did. Oh. And ESPN reported on Saturday that the quarterbacks were all more than six feet apart from each other during the meetings. But that doesn't matter. But none of that matters as, as late Saturday afternoon, ESPN reported that all their quarterbacks are ineligible to play on Sunday as none of the quarterbacks were wearing masks at the supposed time of exposure see this is just the new normal they want they they're, they're they want you to think well if they're doing this to the pro football players and they're adhering to it well by golly i gotta do no less i gotta do my bit and fight the covid then the next one san francisco 49ers not allowed to play in stadium for three weeks under new covid 19 draconian restrictions the San Francisco 49ers will not be allowed to practice or play in their stadium for three weeks under the new health restrictions that prohibit all contact sports. 
Stanford's University Athletics, including its football program, will also be affected. Santa Clara County health officials announced the new restrictions on Saturday as the county reported a record 760 COVID-19 cases. How many millions of people live in that area? But let's just shut her down for 760 scamdemic lying cases. Shut her all down. Hospitalizations have also doubled since November 12th, she said, with a record 239 reported in one day. Oh no, the humanity. My comment, all lies, as we've proved they're counting everything as COVID to cook the books and create panic. Then another report read, Ravens and Steelers Thanksgiving Day postponed due to COVID-19 outbreak. They're just dying everywhere. Everybody's dying and dropping dead. We can't get this vaccine soon enough. That's what they're trying to create. They're trying to make you so miserable and create such panic that you will be begging for the vaccine just to get back to normal. The restrictions which start Monday and last through December 21st, impact gatherings, capacity limits, recreational activities, among them professional collegiate youth sports that involve direct contact are, are prohibited. Then the next one, New Orleans Saints find $500,000 and lose a draft pick for not wearing masks during the week nine post-game locker room celebrations. Oh my gosh, what is going on? $500,000 and they lose a draft pick. I mean, it gets it. It's just so insane. I, I don't even know what to say. The NFL fined the New Orleans Saints five hundred grand and took away a seventh round draft pick because they didn't wear masks during their post game celebrations after beating Tampa thirty eight to three in Week Nine. League sources told ESPN on Sunday. The NFL took similar action against the Raiders earlier this season when Las Vegas was fined five hundred thousand dollars. Coach Gruden was fined $150,000, and the franchise was stripped of a sixth-round draft pick for protocol night for COVID-19 protocol violations. I, I, you know, absolute insanity everywhere you look. In addition, the New England Patriots were fined $350,000 for a COVID-19 protocol violations related to positive tests of Cam Newton and others in October. So the insanity just keeps ratcheting and ratcheting up. Then we have this. COVID compliance ambassadors now in America. Top 10 tyrannical mandates by liberal governors across America. Welcome to George Orwell's 1984. While we have, while we have seen readers discuss the individual rules and threats of punishments for not abiding by the tyrannical governor mandates for their particular state. A look at some of the most egregious over-the-top Orwellian orders along with the news that there are now compliance ambassadors. We're going to explain what that means in a little bit. Routinely visiting people, businesses in Nevada. Apparently the Democrats and the rhinos, the Republican and name only, thought 1984 was an instructional manual rather than a work of fiction. Orwell saw where the world was heading back in 1949 when his book was published. Even earlier since he needed time to write it and get it published. Between online speech, threats of censorship for wrong think, actual censorship for ideologies not approved by liberals, rules and regulations that get more strict and stringent every 
seems like day and now governors using an outbreak of the new coronavirus as a guise to implement even more tyrannical and draconian rules against their constituents we are truly living in orwell's 1984 world state governors are now determining what businesses are non-essential and force them to close for long periods of time costing livelihoods on a regular basis forcing employees and owners to become jobless people are being forced to wear masks even if they're outside in their own yards as well as any time out in public or face penalties and fines just how much will we put up with is really what it boils down to while out in public people are being told where to stand where to sit what they're allowed to do what businesses they're allowed to frequent by closing the ones they consider non-essential we just saw that garbage up in toronto you know with the costco and the, and the barbecue where we are allowed to worship where they are allowed to do their worshiping by disallowing church attendance all amongst some of the most egregious violations of america rights guaranteed by the constitution there's also talk of forcing americans to take a vaccine one that hasn't even been available to the public yet and here we have a picture of some little sellout devil that will gladly beg for the mark of the beast when that time comes and it shows the city of las vegas one of the tweets they put out our business license officers and compliance ambassadors continue to visit 300 businesses per day in nevada to ensure they are following governor sisolek's recent directive covid 19 directives to keep workers and visitors safe even though that's the last reason they're doing it they just want you to comply and do as you're told Yeah, that was an official tweet from November 13th, 2020. Then they linked to the Nevada, Nevada government, web, government website detailing the work of compliance ambassadors, which is, which is part of their ambassador program, working in conjunction with the business license officer who handles the enforcement of the violations found by the compliance ambassadors. The compliance ambassadors are essentially little spies that they're sending out to check on all these businesses to see if there's any violations and if there are the little cowards run back to their office or whatever and then they get the actual um business license officers that come out and probably threaten to take away your business and, and fine you and, and gut shoot you and give you 30 days in the electric chair whatever the applicable punishment needs to be okay compliance ambassadors I read that term and I thought there's no way this is in America. Then I thought, should Biden take office? How long will we have compliance officers uh, countrywide, not just for businesses, but for our homes? But my comment is, I said, but hold on. All this has taken place under Trump. All of this. We, we've had more draconian things happen under Trump than we've ever had in the last hundred years in America combined, just in the last year alone. So what do you mean just Biden? And this will continue to worsen under either Trump or Biden. Yes, it may it may be more aggressive under Biden, but it's still going to continue. Unless there was mass awakening, mass pushback, mass prayer, mass fasting. Before anyone scoffs at that idea, remember, indoor and outdoor gatherings in private homes in New York State will be limited to 10 people. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced Wednesday. How do you imagine Cuomo plans to implement and enforce this order, if not by sending out law enforcement to actual private residences to count the amount of people who are in attendance? Some law enforcement have already publicly stated that, that it is not a mandate they will enforce 
for tyrannical Governor Cuomo. Well, thank God. Other liberal governors are attempting to cancel Thanksgiving and or Christmas. California's mandating no more than three households are allowed to get together at one residence for get-togethers. Now we said LA's on a 21-day lockdown. Not to be outdone, in the tyranny department, the Nazi from Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, or Whit Whitler, like Hitler, has uh, decreased that to two households. Oh, let us not forget they are ordering people to wear masks even in their own homes, as well as telling those hosting the Thanksgiving holiday gatherings that they must document everyone that attended. <laughs> like a good little brown shirt. Where's your, where's your papers? Where's your mask? You can't come into this house unless you're wearing a mask, unless I have a copy of your, a photocopy of your ID and I have it all that. Because if you turn into a super spreader, I'm going to do my bit. Be a good little Nazi and turn you in. Make sure you're punished accordingly. That's what they're trying to turn us all into. Next report. Top pathologist Dr. Roger Hod Hodgkins told government officials in Alberta during a Zoom conference call that the current coronavirus crisis is the greatest hoax ever perpetuated on an unsuspecting public. Hodgkinson's, Hodgkinson's, yeah, comments were made during a discussion involving the Community and Public Services Committee and the clip was subsequently uploaded to YouTube, but got taken off YouTube real quick, but I, I found the link. Noting that he was also an expert in virology, Hodgkins pointed out that his role as a CEO of a biotech company, and I believe it's in North Carolina, that manufactures COVID tests means I might know a little bit about this. So I'm going to play this, this brief clip here. We would love to hear from you. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Uh, okay, now it's not the greatest audio, but it's the best I can do. Um, what I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, it's counter-narrative, and so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And I might, you might say I know a little bit about all of this. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus, other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. 
They're not even worn effectively most of the time. Exactly. It's, it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people, I'm not saying that in a purchaser sense, seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. Social distancing is also useless because, because COVID is spread by aerosols, which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible unintended consequences. They should, you, everywhere should be open tomorrow, as was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of, te of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not, underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria, and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory problem. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable and to give them all in the nursing homes that are under your control, give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day, which, is, which has been shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. The scale of the response that you're undertaking with no evidence for it is utterly ridiculous given the consequences of acting in a way that you're proposing. All kinds of suicides, business closures, funerals, weddings, etc., etc. It's simply outrageous. It's just another bad flu. And you've got to get your minds around that. It's not even that, though. It's not even a bad flu. Let people make their own decisions. You should be totally out of the business of medicine. You've been led by, down the garden path by the chief medical officer of health of this province. I'm absolutely outraged that this has reached this level. It should all stop tomorrow. Thank you very much. Okay, so we have that. Um, just some more, you know, confirmation for you there. Then COVID-19 test, PCR test ruled totally unreliable by Portuguese court. Quarantine lifted potentially 97% false positives from the PCR test. So let's go ahead and listen to this. While they are in a major rush to get us in a lockdown before Thanksgiving all throughout the country, wow, this, uh, this media push is unbelievable. Last night, uh, I walked downtown to pick up a pizza and, and walk it home. And while I was walking, my girlfriend texted me and said, oh, the mayor is live downtown and, uh, right now and, and announcing uh, on Facebook that... Uh, Christmas is canceled, basically, you know, no parade. They're putting up the tree, but no parade. And, you know, don't really do anything for Christmas this year and blah, blah, blah. This is a pretty small town in Wisconsin. Um, so then I saw uh, this uh, COVID-19 travel uh, guidelines from the state of Wisconsin. Uh, and I'm sure you're seeing similar where you live, if not worse. The difference in Wisconsin right now, the, the state Supreme Court has blocked Tony Evers from doing uh, any official lockdowns. They say that it's against the Constitution. So everything he's putting out 
is really just suggestions because he has no power to do the lockdown or whatever he's looking to do. Now, if we look at Michigan, their Supreme Court did the same thing, but Whitmore um, has gone for these hard lockdowns anyway, which I, I, I think begin on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. But they're, uh, they're shutting down, you know, virtually everything, small business-wise. And I'm going to have a video on, um, on that a little bit later tonight called, Are You Essential?, and I really want to address it in that video. But for the state of Wisconsin right now, they just sent this crap out. Uh, COVID-19 is still spreading across our Wisconsin community. Staying home is the best way to protect yourself and others from getting sick. We recommend Wisconsinites cancel or postpone all travel, including travel within the state. Man. Listen to that. We well, They said recommend. All cancel or postpone all travel, including travel within the state. Everyone should reduce their contact with others by staying home when possible, practicing social distancing, washing your hands, and being alert for, I'm adding that, of course, and being alert for symptoms of COVID-19. We also want you to know that both international, overseas, and U.S. travel is risky. The spread of COVID-19 can change quickly including in areas of your travel destinations. COVID-19 case patients and close contacts are prohibited from using, from using public transportation, e.g. airplane, bus, ship, shuttle, during their isolation or quarantine periods. If you must travel, you should prepare for, and again, what's the guideline for must travel? And what's the penalty for not traveling? Or, or I'm sorry, what's the penalty for traveling? What's my reward for staying home, by the way? <laughs> Uh, some might say, well, you'll get to stay alive. Well, go through my videos and you'll know my feelings on that. Uh, if you must travel, you should prepare for changing, tra changing travel restrictions. I think they mean kind of like ever-changing travel restrictions. Staying in place if you get sick, which could mean isolating or quarantine, quarantining at your travel destination, thereby postponing your return. Planning for the impact of being away from your home for an extended period of time if you are required to isolate or quarantine in place. Some cities and counties in Wisconsin may require you to stay at home or self-quarantine for 14 days after travel. That's a new one to me. I haven't heard anything about that. How are they going to know if I traveled? That's, that would be my question. Um, but anyway, the justification for these lockdowns is they're saying, COVID-19 is just a wildfire spreading across Wisconsin communities right now. And of course, the reason it, it appears that way is because so many tests are being done here and throughout the country. And the tests, I've been saying for months and months already, the tests are the problem. The tests, the PCR tests are completely scientifically inaccurate. I'm going to prove that to you here in a second. I'll prove it again. Uh, I made a video months ago saying 100% uh, scientific proof of COVID-19 PCR tests uh, don't, aren't, don't work. Um, and I went through every detail in that, but now it's coming out legally. Uh, but secondly, these tests are in and of themselves the problem because uh, many of them, I strongly believe, and I've, had, I've done a video on this that was fact-checked by Reuters, of course, saying I was false, but that I found in ScienceDirect.com that many of the COVID-19 PCR tests that they're sticking up your nose may contain nanoparticles as part of a vaccination sequence, that they're putting on a strategic percentage of these, and by introducing these nanoparticles into people's bodies, especially the elderly, 
people are genuinely getting sick and dying, including my own aunt, after taking a COVID-19 PCR test, got sick the next day and died nine days later. So the tests are the problem. But now Portugal has recognized this legally in a, in a Portuguese court. And the headline, uh, actually this article is in German, but uh, I've translated You could translate it on, on your machine. Uh, titled, Portuguese Court of Appeals finds PCR tests unreliable and lifts quarantine. Wow. So it says, based on the currently available scientific evidence, the test is, the RT-PCR test, in and of itself, is not able to unambiguously determine whether the positivity actually corresponds to an infection with the SARS-CoV-2 virus, like exactly what I detailed in my video from, uh, from July, for several reasons, two of which are paramount. The reliability of the test depends on the number of cycles used. The reliability of the test depends on the viral load. Okay, uh, with the court, the court concludes that if a person use, if a person tests positive by PCR, if a threshold value of 35 cycles or higher is used, and Fauci has talked about this on camera, 36 cycles or higher, everything can be thrown out. It's completely inaccurate. As described in most laboratories in Europe and the, and the U.S., the likelihood that this person is, is infected is less than 3%, and the likelihood that the result will be a false positive is 97%. Now, bear in mind, most of the tests out there on the market, as I understand it, are running cycles of uh, 40 to 45. They're saying anything of 35 or higher gives 97% false positive results. So basically, it's worthless. You might as well stick an, your own Q-tip up your nose and look at it and, and see what you think it tells you. Uh, the court also notes that the cycle... So the tests are total scam, just more confirmation. ...threshold used for the PCR tests currently being carried out in Portugal is unknown. So they're saying they don't know what cycles they were using. But it's pretty common knowledge here in the U.S. It's, it's typical between 40 and 45. With reference to Sirkova, the court further states that every diagnostic test must be interpreted in the context of the actual probability of illness as assessed prior to performing the test itself and expresses the opinion that in the current epide epidemiological landscape, the likelihood of COVID-19 tests giving false positive results is increasing with significant implications for individuals, the healthcare system, and society. The court's summary for ruling against the Regional Health Authority's appeal reads as follows. Given the scientific doubts expressed by experts, i.e. those who play a role about the reliability of the PCR test, the lack of information on the analytical parameters of the test, and the lack of medical diagnosis as to the presence of an infection or an infection risk occupied, this dish can never tell if C actually was a carrier of the SARS-CoV-2 virus or whether A, B, and D were at risk. That's it. And quarantine has been lifted. So as soon as the court system is seeing the facts about what the, how the PCR tests work, or more accurately, do not work, we're seeing an immediate result. And you take away these tests, you take these tests completely out of the equation in the United States and throughout the world, there is no COVID-19. 
it all stems from negative test results and any of these nanoparticles that they're sneaking in on yep. a small percentage exactly. of them to, to make people sick in certain regions strategically. Yep. There is no doubt in my mind. So if you want to end the pandemic, if you want to end the lockdowns, if you want this all to stop tomorrow, stop taking the tests. Amen. They don't work and they could kill you. More confirmation there from a totally different source. Um, this is from a listener. And it's a little, I don't know, a little graphic here. It says, if masks work, why do businesses need to be closed? Because if they work, then we just wear them and the businesses are protected, right? Well, I guess they don't work. Well, if they don't work, why are we forced to wear them? And then it says, I'll give you a minute <laughs> to think about it. Some folks are fine with masks, wearing them out, walking the dog, and in their cars. I think lab rats are harder to train. How can rebreathing your own exhaust, meaning, you know, your own CO2, long-term be healthy? What does common sense tell you? What do what they do at the hospital when people are suffering from a malady undetermined? Quite often, they put them on pure oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of the masks, which instantly as soon as you put a mask on it instantly violates osha standards i played multiple videos on where they have the little oxygen meters they put under the masks and like on unsafe co2 levels and unsafe oxygen levels and immediately alarms start going off as soon as they put the mask on um <clears throat> quite often they put them on pure oxygen it's miraculous what oxygen does for the body and the mind and it's a big reason why they want everybody to wear the mask too because that's another total agenda to take us out why on earth would you want to restrict oxygen now the psychopathic governments are telling some of us we have to wear them in our homes you see how this goes the totalitarian tiptoe is now a goose step down the streets of most places on the planet what will it take for people to get it now god waking them up i say is the only <laughs> Then, United Nations launches new biometric digital ID. With rare exceptions, 2020 was the year I dropped the phase conspiracy theory for my lexicon because, honestly, the expression has outlived its usefulness. What was once the realm of conspiracy theorists is now your everyday headlines. Yeah, that was the point I made earlier. The arcane and the common have met and merged. Remember when the subject of UFOs would immediately polarize any discussion Discussion instantly casting proponents as a basement dwelling nut job that all changed when the government officially released official videos of encounters with ufos casually admitting they've been real the whole time and there's a link to that report and i've done several several studies on the whole ufo agenda um an alien agenda if you want to find those out just key an alien agenda at the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com anyway um so so it is with the united nations and the coming mark of the beast say hello to the un and i'm not i'm not saying this is the mark of the beast but it's we're moving in that direction say hello to the un biometric digital id otherwise known as motb 1.0 we've been telling you right you we've been telling you it's it's been it's been coming for 10 years so thank you united nations you're proving you're proving us right sorry i'm like you know I don't know how many hours into the study and I'm starting to come in on a wing and a prayer here. 
Soon, almost every American and every citizen of every country will have one of these things. Why? No, I'm, I'm not going to. So don't include me in, in that. Because it is the plan. This is what God said would happen in the end times, and it's happening right now. Now, again, are you saying that's the mark of the beast? Because that's not what it is. But of course, you will know this. We'll all be tied to the COVID-1984 and the Great Reset. Um, a solution and this is from, I guess, a press release. A solution combining biometrics, blockchain, and mobile technology developed for the United Nations personnel by the UN Digital Solutions has won a technology challenge, the agency announced. The UN Digital ID is a digital wallet that agency personnel can use for data related to human resources, medical status, travel, payroll, pensions, which can also be used for onboarding. And eventually, though, that'll be in the right hand or the forehead. Now it'll be in your smartphone. So again, that's another way it's not the mark of the beast. But we're moving. We're definitely moving in that direction. Not denying that. Um, a video produced by the UN depicts the use of facial recognition to secure the wallet and ensure its privacy. So they give you a link to the video. Uh, then this one. COVID checkpoints unleashed across New York City to catch and find violators of quarantine rules. So this is how insane it's getting in new york city already this is more like you know toronto here except this might be even worse this is dapu seven a heads up for anyone that is looking to travel into nyc through new york or any of these other pockets where they're tracking people like rats we've got de Blasio here unleashing covid checkpoints across the area to catch and to find nyc travelers who are violating their holiday quarantine so this is very real. It's millions of Americans are going to be out and about visiting friends and family. We've already seen instances where some of these characters are peering into people's windows with cameras. And in, in this instance, they say that the sheriff's office, which is a separate entity from the NYPD, will conduct spot checks whenever they see out-of-state buses dropping riders off at a curb they're just going to roll up and just start doing spot checks also anyone that has out-of-state and new york license plates so any license plates they're going to be randomly selecting you they're going to have test and trace teams all over the place on the ground to help direct people to testing sites and also to re-educate them on the whole situation everything about quarantine and lockdowns now new york has a statewide 14-day holiday quarantine that has been mandated for any travelers that want to to come in there they, they either have to show that they're negative via a test or they got a quarantine and if you think you're going to try to get around this well apparently they got teams trying to hunt people down and all that yeah. so allocate, heads up, allocate all the resources toward the scamdemic here with all this i'm going to break this down further into greater detail in the next live stream this and a whole okay so we have that absolute total insanity then Qantas, the airline the australian airline ceo confirms that proof you will have to be vaccinated for covid19 for international air travel korea air and air new zealand are also in agreement uh in australia Qantas airline chief executive and Satanist Alan Joyce, oh sorry, put the Satanist part in there, said that once a virus vaccine becomes widely available, his carrier likely will require passengers uh, to receive it before they can leave or enter Australia. And has been discussing a, quote, vaccination passport for international travelers. 
A spokesperson for Korean Air said that there's a real possibility that airlines will require passengers to be vaccinated because the governments are likely to require vaccinations as, as a condition for lifting the quarantine requirements. So that's the carrot. The vaccine is the carrot. Common Pass is an app endorsed by the World Economic Forum that wants the Great Reset that aims to provide a standardized format for airlines to evaluate COVID-19 test results. I mean, it's just, it's all out in the open, guys. It's all out in the open. They're not trying to hide anybody. Hear it from this little weasel's mouth, right from his mouth. This was, He's being interviewed by Current Affair. Going to require all of your passengers to be vaccinated before they get on a plane? Yeah, we are looking at changing our terms and conditions to say harms um yeah that's the that's the ceo of Qantas. for international travelers uh, that we will ask people to have a vaccination before they can get on the aircraft uh, what do you need that domestically uh, we'll have to see what happens with covid 19 in the market oh, that's but certainly for international visitors coming Absolutely. out and people leaving the country we think that's a necessity oh i'm sure it'll just stop at international travel i'm sure that that's all the, as far as it'll ever go right yeah so we have that. I mean, um, they're openly announcing this. Governor of Hawaii becomes a tyrannical monarch. Uh, during a Facebook live stream, the governor of Hawaii said it will be required for everyone in the state of Hawaii to wear a mask when they're in public, period. Hawaii Governor David Ige told the Honolulu Star Advisor that non-compliance with mandatory mask orders will be equivalent to a misdemeanor. Anyone caught outside their home without a mask on without a mask on and that's i guess i guess that's in your car too i don't know we'll be fined up to five thousand dollars and could serve up to one year in jail again i don't i don't think that's enough i think it just should be immediate execution in the most painful way imaginable and then film and then make sure that all those videos go viral online so it's it's a clear message to the other lemmings that um you better comply. Governor Ige has essentially become a monarch, creating Fox laws, meaning fake laws, out of thin air and threatening people who do not follow them. Uh, I guess he goes on to say, this is a significant penalty. It can go on one's criminal record. I, I think that you, if you're not wearing a mask, obviously you should be, I mean, you shouldn't be able to get a job anywhere. You're a criminal the rest of your life. Your life's ruined at bare minimum. I mean, come on and impact employment for many years to come unless they're cleared and their records are expunged. Oh, going back to the COVID vaccine court, begging for them to expunge your record, begging them saying, I'll, I'll wear a mask the rest of my life, just expunge this from my record. No, I would personally rather die long before any of that ever came to pass. Sorry, that's just me though. I'm funny that way. Governor Ige made his threats public, even though there's no law in the books forcing people to wear masks. Even if Hawaii legislature did pass mandatory mask bills and Ige were to sign it into law, the courts would be obligated to strike it down as unconstitutional because it is a violation of civil liberties, informed consent, and medical privacy laws. But they don't care any about that anyway. A real mandatory mask law fully enforced by police would render all citizens medical slaves subject to abuse by big pharma controlled state governments that are illegally practicing medicine with no liability this serious issue is less about the mask itself and more about the illegal tyrannical precedent being set across the united states next report a shocking video of the french police beating up a man who wasn't wearing a mask showed the authorities iron fist approach to enforcing regulations and suppressing protests will this be the new norm when even when the pandemic's passed. Well, that they say that's never going to happen, though. Um, 
you know, even when a vaccine comes, because then you're just going to have some new wave of some other fake scamdemic that they're pushing. Though, though the next one might be actually kind of the real deal. Uh, it just depends. I don't know. In Paris, a young black music producer leaving a studio without wearing a face mask was spied by three policemen who set upon him and forced him back into his studio where they kicked, punched, and beat him with a truncheon for five minutes before he managed, with the help of his friends, to bundle, evidently, the police out of the door. That didn't deter the trio of police, though, as they tossed tear gas grenades through the window to flush their prey out from, from his safety so he could be arrested. I'm not making this stuff up. This was on RT, Russia Today. Now, the young chap, identified as M Michel, I don't know, was later released without charge or having to pay the 135-pound fine for not wearing a mask in Paris. The police, three policemen have been involved, have been suspended from duty after it emerged that the entire incident was caught on video camera. Now, a lot of this has to do, I, I hate to say this, and I know I might have some listeners not like me saying this, but a lot of it had to do that he's black because there were supposed racial overtones in it. And that is the reason that, um, uh, was it M Macron came out and was, you know, whatever. I think that was the main reason personally. I do. I'm sorry. From what I read in the report, I don't want to get much further, but it just seemed apparent. That's probably why these three police officers were, um, reprimanded. Okay. Maybe not, but I don't know. It sure looked like that to me. Um, it wasn't police on the lockout. For, and again, that's not, I'm not trying to be racist or prejudiced. I'm just telling you the way it appeared, okay, in, in the story that I was published. It wasn't police on the lookout for yet an air terrorist or a bank robber or wanted fugitive. It was all about not wearing the face mask. This is what we have come to, okay? I'm glad, though, that the fact that he was black and that this did get the attention. I don't really care the reason. Okay, that there was any kind of um, backpedaling from the police. I'm just glad it did happen. Okay, so I'm not I'm not even against it at this point. I mean, whatever. <laughs> if, if if it was because he was black that this all happened, great, whatever. You know, at least that these guys were reprimanded, and they had to acknowledge it. Next report: Red alert. French riots will spread to America. Drug and food shortages. Banking system collapsing. Tens of thousands of people are reported to be taking part in large anti-government protests across France as the country made it illegal to videotape or share images of police officers engaging in illegal activity. They're gathering against a proposed security law that would make it illegal to film or to share images of video of police officers after large complaints of police brutality. This is all part of that censorship that we're talking about and so now they're saying you can't film the cops anymore probably in part due to the last report where i, I think that that was caught I, I don't know if it was caught on film or whatever with the black gentleman and um in france so they've got it they've got it now they've got to ratchet it up so now you you have to let satan work in the darkness you can't film him and um because there's no accountability for satan shift in anti-government sentiment similar to the BLM protests that were seen across the United States of America in early 2020 continue to take hold of the world. What we're going to continue to see here is countries that begin to be fed up.
citizens that are fed up with control measures and are moving from the cycle of relative freedom into tyranny and then quickly into revolution. Over 133,000 people are said to have taken to the streets across France. This is according to the government's figures and non-governmental organizations that were there to monitor the demonstrations. Anti-government protesters are reported to have been carrying red union flags, the national tricolor flag, and homemade signs calling for action against the government, calling for those in power to be pulled or removed out of their power by force if necessary. Clashes with mounting police presence continued well into the night as we monitored it last night with reports that hundreds of, if not thousands, of black-clad individuals, protesters, continued to clash with police officers there at the end of the demonstrations. That's in Paris. That was yesterday. After masked protesters launched fireworks, projectiles, uh, gasoline, petrol bombs, and other barricades, other attacks against police and figures of authority. The populace in France, the populace in the United States of America, in Germany, and in countries all around the world are beginning to rebel. It is said that the majority of the demonstrators are peaceful. Again, just like the BLM protests were reported in the United States. But small groups of masked protesters dressed in black, they smashed shop windows, they set cars, motorcycles, and shops on fire. They called for violence and anarchy into the streets. They wanted it to remain and reign supreme into the night. In response, police were reported to have fired tear gas, stun grenades. Uh, they brought in large anti-riot dispersion crowds firing projectiles, using sheer force and chemical dispersion techniques that were deployed late into the evening. The incident has inflamed anger against the government concerning a reported draft law that is curbing the rights of journalists to share figures of police brutality or violence against the people. Many protesters carried signs that said, who will protect us against the police? Stop police violence and democracy has been bludgeoned. What is happening in Paris should worry you because it's exactly what happened here in the United States and it's exactly what's going to happen here again. The time in dr of drug and supply shortages are coming to the U.S. and to Canada and to the entire Western world. That warning is from physicians across the United States as the entire Western world where they stress that all of the components that are for your prescription medications, for your key drugs, and for your daily use items come from China. And because of trade negotiation issues with the nation of China, we are going to see extreme shortages there. Canada on Saturday blocked bulk exports of prescription drugs if they would create a shortage at home in response to, an out, uh, in response to a U.S. President, uh, presidential effort to allow exports from China, or excuse me, from Canada to be routed to the United States of America. Certain drugs intended for the Canadian market are prohibited from being distributed for consumption outside of Canada if the sale is going to worsen a drug shortage that we are facing. Companies will now be required to mark their shortages, mark their inventories, and report directly to the Canadian government. The Canadian measure went into effect on Friday just days before a U.S. importation prescription drug mandate would eventually allow licensed U.S. pharmacists to make orders in bulk. Neither the White House nor the Department of Health in the U.S. had an immediate response. Canada is a small market, they say, but just like the United States, they rely on China 
and other importation sources for almost all of their prescription medication. BC Truck, one of our longtime friends here on the channel, a viewer and subscriber, he recently discussed how he had an interaction with someone who was having a problem with their drug shortage or inability to receive their medication. You just wait for the antidepressants to run out, the anti-anxieties, the SSRIs, the narcotics to run out. You just wait for that point in time for the people who cannot wean themselves off, the people who cannot make changes in their lives right now, who cannot adjust to that change. Wait for that tipping point to send them over the edge and then wait and see what happens next. If you think, if you think things are bad right now, economists are warning that you need to just wait a couple of weeks. They're looking to slow the bleeding outlet of money from their own portfolios across the economic genre. In a sign of what's coming, banks will begin targeting investments inwards. They're going to begin removing themselves from the risk of non-government, and listen to this, non-government stimulized economies. So basically, the circle is going to be complete. The banks will be given money by the government. The government will receive their money from the banks. And it will just run in that circle over and over and over again. And you are never going to get ahead. According to the report, which noted that a complete withdrawal, HSBC Holdings is considering shutting down its retail banking operations in the United States of America. The report says that the company is narrowing its options for how to improve performance in a struggling North American business model. They know that the United States is in for years of pain and suffering. They know that the U.S. dollar is on its way out as the reserve currency of the world because, listen to this, the complete withdrawal from all operations is not being considered. The bank is considering exiting only from retail operations. Senior managers say that they recommend reducing investments and allowing the company to focus on international clients, especially those with links to Asia and the Middle East. The shift has begun away from the United States of America, away from the U.S. dollar. On yesterday's video, and it's raining out here, but I think this is a perfect opportunity to talk about this. On yesterday's video, we had uh, a mention of one of our previous survival cards that we sent out to our Patreon members where we discussed using eggshells as calcium carbonate. That's the active ingredient in Tums and antacids. So if you have somebody oh, in a long... Again, that is so... That advice is horrible. Calcium carbonate takes 13 steps in the human body to convert to usable calcium, which is calcium bicarbonate. And that is a really, really bad <clears throat> form of calcium. And not only that, when you create an uh, a alkaline gut through antacids like Tums and Rolaids, you're creating a situation in the stomach that the body was never intended to operate in. Okay? It's, it's very, very bad. I've done a whole newsletter on this. Um, the one that I had that I was using called herbal GI, I can't get it now because my supply chains are starting to break down. There's several products I can't get anymore, guys. I'm probably not going to ever be able to get, uh, the one I, I do have a couple different ones. I would say gastro, the one I have called gastro is the best one I've got right now for that particular thing. Upset stomach, say, it's typically too much bad acids, and it's complicated, but my newsletter explains that. Um, so if you want that, you can email me, and I'll, I'll get it to you. But um, I, I meant to cut them off. Now, the reason that I was kind of like not paying as much attention is um, I, got an, I got an email from a longtime listener, and remember how I talked about the trucking strike, that it might kick in on November 
uh, 29th, which was, I mean, time of recording this, I'm already, in, I'm already 12, 16 a.m., so we just spilled over into uh, Monday. But there's several things up on Twitter saying that they're starting to shut down the trucks on November 29th. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I'm as far as verification. Um, I, I kind of want to play some of these. I just don't know if they're gonna cuss. And so, um, let me just look at this. Oh, this is only 15 second video. I'm gonna go ahead and play this, and we'll just see what it says. It's just showing a picture of truckers shutting down today. It's just a big shut down city. Shut down city huge i mean it's it's real footage i mean it's as far as the eye can see i don't know what is going on exactly um there's a lot of people confirming it this is there's another guy i played him before now i don't again i don't know if they're gonna cuss so i'm just gonna play this november 29th we park him but we don't move i know it's pretty close thanksgiving right around that time but November 29th is the day we take this country back. Spread the word. It's our time. We say what happens. Y'all be safe out there. Shit's about to get real. But November 29th, let's do this. Okay, so it, I don't know. I mean, it does seem, here's another one. Everybody was howling at night for the first responders. Because we've been out here in the middle of this pandemic this whole time. Bringing you shit. And how do you thank us? You close down the restaurants that we eat at. Okay, we can deal with it. Then you close down our rest stops. Now in Wyoming, they're talking about not even plowing the highways this winter because they can't afford it. And to top it all off, 70 million of you guys voted against the trucking industry, against first response, against oil and gas. We ain't going to forget this shit. You already have, but we won't. Okay, so that guy was cussing. Sorry. Um... I don't know. I don't see any of the report, the the replies, and these are like three or four hours saying that this is bogus. Um, Hal Turner's got a thing on his website saying that it's potentially legit. I want to give you this heads up because if this does happen, it's all the more reason. If you've got any last minute things you need to get, you might want to get it now. Um. There are unconfirmed reports coming in from several areas. USA, the truckers have begun a strike. Uh, and yet, according to widely published reports, the organizers allegedly gave up and called off their efforts. Now it seems the strike is commencing anyway. The video below claims to be a lot of truckers halting in the left lane of an interstate highway today. I think that's the one that I just played. But you couldn't see it, but I gave you, uh, well, the links on Hal Turner. Anyway, update, he says... Further reports say specific large U.S. cities are being targeted by the strike. Milwaukee, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Georgia. Because those cities are the center, epicenter of vote fraud. Ah, during the November 3rd election. Truckers on CB radio, channel 19, i.e. 27.185 megahertz AM, are saying, quote, they think they can steal this election, we'll starve them to death, no food for these cities. <laughs> Man, wow whoa those of you who live in cities have better stock up on food while your supermarkets still have some once the general general public starts hearing about this and realizes the food supply is being cut off your cities will become war zones within hours as people panic and get whatever they can so listen this came at the very end of the study i i'm not 100 sure but i want to at least give you a heads up about this okay um 
kind of rather be safe than sorry. Now, we're almost done with the study. COVID has allowed the medical police state to grow completely out of control all around the world. Now, new footage has emerged from Melbourne, Australia, where a young man who wasn't wearing a mask is choked out by security personnel, slammed to the ground, then lifted like a sack of rice and heaved out of the restaurant, all while onlookers are gasping in astonishment. This is, this is the new normal, guys. You know, the video shows the shocking brutality of the newly emboldened medical police state enforcers who now believe they have the right to assault, injure, kidnap, or even kill people who refuse to comply with the senseless mask mandates or dangerous vaccine mandates. I mean, we haven't even seen the vaccines yet. <laughs> Importantly, one of these three security personnel involved in this brazen physical assault is himself failing to wear the mask over his nose in the first place, showing the rank hypocrisy of the mask mandates. Even security personnel don't wear the mask correctly, and a new peer-reviewed study now conclusively shows that the masks don't work to reduce COVID infections at all anyway. Australia is also increasingly known for its outright medical tyranny surrounding COVID-19, and the nation is rumored to be constructing COVID concentration camps to disappear people who refuse to wear masks or, the su or subject themselves to the dangerous experimental vaccines. Um, and there's the link to that report on that. And here's the, this is a new proposal by Daniel Andrews, the 48th incumbent premier of Victoria, Australia, which would make it so that residents of the state who violate its Wuhan coronavirus restrictions or even just spread what the government deems to be conspiracy theories about the pandemic can be locked up or thrown into concentration camps by any public servant. Yeah, like a meter maid or, yeah, I guess. Similarly, Maryland governor Larry Hogan, Hogan, not really any relation to Hulk Hogan, uh, a Republican is now saying that Americans have no constitutional right to walk around without a mask. I mean, you, you don't have any right to walk around without a mask on. You, it's, it's incumbent. You have, you are mandated 100%. You wear a mask at all times, essentially. I think even in the shower too, to bed, the whole nine yards. He has launched a new expanded COVID-19 snitch line so that citizens can call the police on each other for not wearing masks. Isn't that wonderful? Then the last report, this is Julie from Australia. Uh, new legislation could see Christians in Victoria jailed for 10 years for attempting to convert people to Christianity. So remember, they want to major on minors and minor on majors. Don't you dare try to convert anybody to Christianity. And don't you dare not be seen without your mask in full compliance. We'll tell you what's important and what's not important. Satan will dictate that to you. How do you like this from down under? done under truly we are going legislation introduced in the victorian government today could see christians hit with heavy fines and lengthy jail times for attempting to convert lgbtq people to christianity or teaching certain portions of the bible and again it's the time you know the, the time of coming of the great persecution of the christians that's where this is all leading to and heading um you know i wish i had more positive things to to report to you guys this week um but the Bible did predict this stuff, maybe not exactly down to the COVID-19, all the, but in general, it did predict tyranny. And that's what we're seeing. So just draw nigh unto God and he'll draw nigh unto you. Jesus Christ is still on the throne. Um, you know, just try to, to, to um, I would, be, if you're getting depressed about this, stay in the Psalms, pray Psalm 64 every day. Um, listen to my teaching on imprecatory prayers regarding uh, Psalm 64 for protection of Christians there's a lot of psalms like psalm 64 psalm 91 that are um crying out to god for protection for um for judgment on wickedness you know 
research the throne room teaching that I did. And if you feel so led and compelled, you know, move forward with that and start petitioning God for his righteous judgments to be in the land. Because that's what we need. The, the remedy, that's really the ultimate remedy to all of this. Because when God's righteous judgments are in the land, men will learn righteousness. And they will fear God. And that's the problem. Men aren't righteous, and I mean men and women, and they don't fear God. So they have no problem doing Satan's bidding at all. Because they think there's no consequence or something. I don't know. But... Anyway, God bless you, and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.